panic disorders, I feel like. Not very annoying. Very funny, though. Panic are the greatest because you can startle these people and it's those, you know, jumping from behind a cupboard. What's that? <laughs> There's a snake in the plane. They're hilarious for pranks. The ultimate reaction is a panic disorder where you go, oh, my God. And you, you just open every combo with, oh, my God, what's happening? And they're like, yo, what's happened? And I'm like, couldn't get parking. Oh! <laughs> your home. Margin personal loans Hedged by put contracts Holding 15 overexposed bad positions Looming threat of liquidation Everybody wants to rule the world Yo, 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 yo! What's happening? Welcome to the Short Thing Experience! You're listening, you're live. What are you guys doing? It's early morning, Manchester. The traffic is backed up. We're there. We've got to cross to Helen from the hairdressers. Where she's looking out the window. It's busy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sure Thing Experience. You're listening in. You're tuning in from all over New Zealand. We're out there. How's the traffic looking, Dipper? Can we go up to the helicopters? We're backed up in there. Helen from Brooksville has rung in. There's a big crash near the main intersection tunnel. So if you can voice that, please. We'll be crossing to our sponsors shortly. Ian Diffin Tires. If, if you want a safe drive with your kids, you contact today for a two-for-one special on Rear End Differers. Yeah, here's Jeffy and here Pete. What's happened, Pete? What's been happening the weekend? Nursing a bit of a hangover, are you, boy? <laughs> we all are. We all try to drink through this insufferable life. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you going? Did that sound radio-esque? Man, it's not how I would have done it, but it's pretty good. Let's cross to the chopper. We got Helen from Brookfield. She's looking out the window. There's a there's a rear end crash there you might be cautious to avoid if you're on your way to school that's right we've got a mattress coming off the back of a ute on the m1 there so you want to watch out for that <laughs> middle it. lane coming up to logan there is a big mattress in the middle of the m1 you want to make sure you take a take a little detour <laughs> around that one <laughs> tell you what you won't be lying on that thing when you go through the front window <laughs> <laughs> someone someone will be sleeping well tonight <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's Lady Gaga. No, I want to shout out um, to all the, the mums and parents back at school. We've got Andrew on the line who wants to give a big shout out to some of the mums from school. Hey, hello, hello. Just wait a second. I'm just going to get my my, um, my speaker's not working on my phone. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Andrew. Yeah, yes. So I'm down at... Um, uh, yeah, I'm uh, just ringing up about the. That's the great news, Andrew. Great to speak to you. Hope you have a great day. Ah, dude, it's so good. <laughs> we got the new one from Tame Impala coming up next. You're listening to Sure Thing FM. Ah, oh, dude, you know it must be hard um, being that person when um, when 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 like you've, you're that fake person, and then you you have to have like a soulmate. And she has to watch you degrade yourself like that. And how was work? And she goes, I heard. I heard it when I was going in the car. And she goes, I heard you putting on that fake voice. I walked into a shopping centre and it was playing and I had a panic attack. I had a panic attack outside of Baker's Delight. You know what the thing is? I, um, I, how do they switch it off? Because I saw the radios here and I saw him at uh, Floriot Playground. 
And it was he's confused because it is quite engaging for a human to put on that manifest, that fake energy. And I could see it with his kids that he would go in and out a radio voice. Hey, who, who's listening? Oh, boy. Up he goes to swing, down he goes to swing. Crazy. Like commentary voice is actually a great way to tell a story mm. with the boys. Man, I had a uh, – I had one at the radio network. There was a, like I think the – the program director also took over doing like drive time on yeah. uh, on classic hits, and I remember chatting to him one day before he like just during a song, and he was like, "Oh man, yeah. fuck, dude, it's been such an awful weekend. Oh man, really not feeling it today." And as soon oh, as the so song good. cut, he's like, "That was the latest one coming in from Lady Hawk. You're listening to Classic FM ninety five point seven, like just the craziest." Oh, and then immediately. Goes into the next song and it's straight back to, man, fuck, dude. I'm not looking forward to this uh, this cross we're doing later. And you know, it's cra- it's crazy to see, dude. How's how's the unspoken fraud committed by everyone working there? So you you're basically on when you're on screen, mm. you put on this persona, and then when you're off, it's a bit like that whole Russell Brand thing, right? So he's he's sort of quirky and oh, my bookie wookie, fucking wiggledy wiggledy, my dicky wicky, and then it's like. On camera, it's like, oh, he's got so many different references for his dick, his his jorky, borky. But then it continues, and when he's chasing the intern around the car park, trying to ram his dick in her mouth, <laughs> it's not as as uh, quirky and fun as it was on Big Brother Up Late, where they go like, Well, just imagine a- having to maintain that persona while you're fucking groupies later because they are expecting the Russell Brand experience. Oh, dude. Do you like it when I sticky-wicky my dicky-wicky and your pussy-wussy? Horrible. Well, how, how horrible, man. A thespian personality is always a creep because wandering around like you're from Shakespeare mm. using big words and uh, a lot of verbose trickery is exactly the same as a radio voice. The need to, to sort of beef up your language to try to sort of seem um, more interesting. Do you know what I mean? To be theatrical and poetic with your, li- uh, your language is a game, a ruse. True humans just respond with sounds and and just go, oh, I'm tired. I'm farting. Me make burp. Me make poo. Do you and know what I mean? Like the big thing with those boss jock guys is they would they would have one one can off, one can on, yeah. so one air would be open. And then they could really hear themselves doing the voice the whole way through the show. It's uh it's, everything was to maximize that boss jock voice. Oh, 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 but you know what's actually hard about it is there is an opportunity to bully quite hard in that and TV because what happens is I see it all the time, hospital hospital passes with some of the worst jokes or tags and then they all they all pretend it's good. Mm. But then I do see it on like have you been paying attention with a newer act where they leave them hanging and I'm like, ha-ha, you go for Ed. You know, Ed fucking whatever his face is. He, he'll drop some stink bombs in the room <laughs> and you see Kitty Flanagan. Ha, 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 good one, Ed. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Ha, ha, we're having fun up here, aren't we? You see some of the newer people getting fucking slammed. Wow. Wow, he won't be coming back. Yeah, man, well, that's why uh, that's why Triple J sounds like everyone is in a coma, though, right? Yeah, 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 because then, yeah, they, they, they're talking normal. It's an overcorrection. It's a reaction to the thing. And that's why it's good because it's, 
Triple J is at, at 20, wait, wait, no Triple J is not normal, man. <laughs> the Triple J voice, dude. They are the so, most honest because it's not. Man, it's so muted. Every and why does that's that, how people act at six? But you know those. You know some of those people. Like you and I both know those people. And when yeah. it's like, hey, you're listening to Triple J. Who's going to be enthusiastic when you got a government job? I mean, it's it's you work at the Department of Motor Vehicles. I mean, of course you're phoning in your personality. No one's given their their, their A game when they're getting fifty grand a year and they have to go to fucking Ultimo uh, near the homeless people or not homeless. We call them meth heads. Sorry, that's the better way to. I've realised on stage if you call them meth heads, they laugh. But yeah. if you say homeless, people are offended. But if you give the reason why they're homeless, which is meth, then we're happy you can kick <laughs> the fuck out of them. Has anyone actually been offended at homeless to you, though? Have you ever heard someone be offended Dude, at that? No, this is the unlock key. If you say homeless, then there's an opportunity that either mental health, bad luck. But if you say meth head, which by design they are homeless, mm. then everyone's happy to kick the shit out of them. And that's what I realised. As long as people have a reason. If, if it's a broad topic, if you can just give them a little bit of clarity and some detail, they're happy to unleash on any human being. Like a homeless person, you don't have any um, compassion towards them when you realise, oh, he's a gambler. He, he gambled, he, he put a margin loan on Miso Blast and <laughs> lost $400,000. Oh, he doesn't deserve any pity. Uh, that's what we were saying last week with, uh, like with, the men- with mental health, when it's too close to you, you can see it, it's affecting you. You Dude. don't like it anymore. Like the homeless guy on meth, he does have mental health issues. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy Dude, who's 100%. lost everything gambling, he does have mental health issues. And you know what the thing is? If, if, you, if you know their story, then you don't have any humanity, you don't have any compassion. Because this is what I've experienced in my life. Because people know <laughs> the way I, I want on and just disregarded all my opportunities. They're like, he's an asshole. Mm. But then if they see a random guy in the street, do you know, I've met these guys before and they go, yeah, I used to be like a chemist. I'm a physics. And I'm like, well, you're a homie, homeless, homie, homeboy now, aren't you? And I'm like, I'm like, here's some pennies, you good boy. You don't, no one in his actual life, when they realized when he was used to yell, I'm better than you, I'm going to be rich, I'm a fucking chemist, I'm the greatest chemist of all time. None of those people are going to help him because they saw the demise. They saw the waste of the potential. This is how charity should work. You've, you've really nailed something. What should happen is there should be a layer of removal for every... Like, there needs to be an abstraction layer between anyone who's going through any sort of mental health crisis and the people yep. who are helping them. Because your friends, your family... Oh, dude, that's unbelievable. If you're depressed or anxious or sad, you're, you're annoying everyone around you. It's a fucking pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there should be some kind of, like exchange program where every yep. day you uh, go to someone like else. Like a house swap. Yeah, yeah. You go to someone else's like house. Like a house swap. Yeah. So what actually happens is you go to it. You go to it. I've got to stop yelling. That's unbelievable. Because that's what this pod has become Ripley's Believe It or Not. Man. That's not, unbelievable. You've never believed anything. It's, I, don't, I don't know why <laughs> I do it. And it's my way of interrupting you going, I want you this premise. It. I want this premise right now. You love to interrupt with an, it's unbelievable. It's me going, give me that premise. I want to work with this shit right now. (laughs) No, but you know what the thing is? You could go to a government department and you've got a drug addict kid Mm. and then they've got like an abusive husband and all you do is you switch it out. Exactly, man. So you go into a room with someone else's kid 
And you're like, so all day you've been fucked off because your fucking kid yeah. won't stop stop doing junk and being a fucking pain yeah, in the yeah. ass. And then you go in, you go to a, go somewhere else. There's another room. You sit down and you're like, hey, what's wrong? What's going on, buddy? A sob oh. story comes out. You feel bad. And it's just some other junkie kid. And it's all packaged up. But because they're not irritating fucking you every day with their aggravating bullshit, it's easy yeah. to... It's easy to be compassionate. You don't have their sob story and and you you've got you don't have the detail where you're mm-hmm. like, hang on, I remember when you stole money from my purse and gambled it on the dogs. I'm angry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just you just see a victim <laughs> crying and you're like, You don't deserve that, buddy. I actually do like that. Yeah, man. So you end up sponsoring you sponsor a child and and then so I'm I end up getting a bit of cat my brother's like sponsoring a child. And then it's revealed, oh, my God, it's actually my, my, my nephews. I didn't even know. Oh, You're sending man. money. And then at the end, they do, like a, they do a revealing. It's only $5 a day to keep them in shoes and trainers and books. <laughs> and then you, you sort of, you're not really told what it is. And at the end, you're going like, oh, my God, I was giving child support to my wife. Unknowingly. Dude, that's a genius move, man. You, you do it online so you connect with someone else. And you're talking to them, and it's actually your own kid who think you think you're counselling different yeah. people or talking to different people, and then later it's the big reveal is it's your your child. Do, <laughs> proximity, proximity. <laughs> they just changed proximity the name. Proximity kills humanity. The closer mm. you are, the more you know, and that's why on stage, if you say homeless, people go, oh fuck, don't be an asshole, punching down. But if you go meth head, they're going like, ah, he brought it himself. Kick the fuck out of him. <laughs> clockwork Orange, that homeless guy in the bridge. Fucking, you know the Clockwork Orange scene where they kick the shit out of the Oh, yeah, when they stamp head? the tramp to death. Stamp that Dude, tramp. If, if you could relabel, you relabel in movies and there's just a sign above, meth head, uh, domestic abuser, then you're like, kick the fuck out of him. <laughs> but often, often it is mental health. It always is mental health, man. <laughs> Often the people that are violent had violence bestowed on them. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's a cycle of abuse. I'm one of the rare people that's just started violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one of the uh, ground zeros. I'm, a, I'm, I'm the original. I'm, I'm an origin story, like a well that's <laughs> yeah, sprung dude. out from the desert that kicks cars now. <laughs> and they're like, dude, he's actually had a privileged life. And sometimes water can just spring from the desert. Man, we're all the genesis for someone else's story of trauma and abuse you know but have you ever had that where like you've uh someone you didn't know super well quite like you talk to them online a bit maybe yeah okay i'm catfishing hundreds of women right now <laughs> i've got thousands of fishing rods in promising the world but you know when you're talking to an acquaintance and they bring up some bullshit that's going on and you're like man that sucks i'm so sorry to hear that and then it happens again a month later and then it happens again and again and it takes a while before you to click oh this guy this is one of those people. This is oh yeah 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 the 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 rain the rain on your parade people the people that are like they never they never go forty thousand feet and realize that they're the center of all storms. Well yeah like, yeah that's what they've said. Exactly. That's what they said at work. I've been locked out of my apartment. The roommates have turned fucking hostile. They've mm. turned toxic on me, and I'm like. Didn't you get chased out of employment just three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. And then wasn't doesn't your mum not talk to you? <laughs> yeah. Didn't your husband actually get a restraining order against you? And the first time you're like, "This is man, this is crazy that this happened." I'm how yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. What could have led to this? 
and eventually you're like, oh, okay. I, I love, and <laughs> I love it because <laughs> I thought you were a rational agent, but you're actually you're a fucking chaos agent causing destruction. They've always got new friends. They generally have new friends where they're just selling this uh, sob story, yeah. and people don't have context. So you're online, and you can see the new friends come, and they go, "We've broken into the flat to get." To get her stuff back. She's been locked out <laughs> by some psycho fucking flatmates. She's not paid rent in six months. She killed one of their animals. Yeah, yeah, and she's basically stealing food. She's slept with one of the, the, the close friend's <laughs> husbands. She's she's flashing her vagina to all the, the partner's husbands. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, just being horrific. And then you've always got some new guy and girl on the scene that go, I wouldn't normally do this. We've broken into an apartment to get um, to get Roxy's fucking TV and hair straightener back. This is fucked up what's happened in uh, Brixton. She's a beautiful girl that we've met through recruitment. She's a new employee. She's so fun. We, we're going on holiday soon. But then the people, the, the silent witnesses on social media are well aware of what's going on. You're watching and going like, another Roxy drama. Roxy's in trouble again. And I'm like, she's gone live. She's gone live on Instagram stories. She's arrested. It was like a comic that... Um, Man, just quick. Did you see the G just fell off behind you onto the couch? Oh, uh, mate. Well, it doesn't matter because no one... Sure thing. No one ever sees the video. Do you know what I did with the latest video? What? Be- because we couldn't, um, you had edited it and we can't get the two uh, visuals together. I basically just abandoned it, used the uh, audio format and then put in stock <laughs> images of one of them, Sam Talent, crawling on the ground doing this. He's that, you know that story where I go, a meek bitch of a man should be the CEO? Yeah. I, I put black and white footage of Sam Where you Talents. said that? What the fuck? <laughs> no, 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 but I was saying I, yeah, 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 I, I yeah. use it. It's easier than using our own footage is to pull Sam Talent's Instagram story and put it into our podcast is an easier easier edit than using our actual footage. So I can actually I'm borrowing other comedians' footage to make my videos because that is easier than actually using our stupid setup, which is just hellish. It's just these massive files, unwieldy. We cannot fucking edit them. We cannot do anything. And I listened to that last episode and all it was was like behind the curtain discussing editing, downloads. I'm like, it's, it's, it's become a, uh, a desperate plea for help. The whole podcast <laughs> is just asking just hey, I want to get a better house. I don't want to do any work. I just want the podcast to be really popular. And I just, I don't want to like produce like uh, Shane Gillis does. I just, I really like the bit where Shane Gillis gets his Patreon money and buys shoes. <laughs> what the fuck? Look at this. The motherfucking GOE. Wolfie's set is falling apart. Anyway, from that moment with them breaking into Roxy's house, you know it's like a 90-day countdown until oh. she's keying one of their cars. Man, that's what it is, dude. It's a friendship Ponzi scheme. The total accumulation yeah. of bullshit continues to grow, but it, ca- it just gets hot potatoed from one friend group to the next with increasing oh, frequency until eventually someone's house is on fire and they're actually ousted and they're on the street i got invited to i got invited to my ex's sister's um she had partners right and you'd meet them and because you're not in the loop oh yeah you You mentioned this and one day you'd be like oh that's a different dude i got invited to one of their birthdays and i'm like this is crazy this person came to my netherlands house once i said hey do you want a drink yeah i'll go get you a beer 
and said, anyway, nice to meet you. That's our connection. Mm. This guy is drumming up numbers, a fancy dress fucking or whatever the fuck. (laughs) 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 Delete the numbers. Delete them up, Eddie. Man, it's not even like... You're not even talking about your own age. Yeah, but now you got to be me. We got to do it. It's 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 a running gag for the pod. Okay, you don't understand. Like this will become funny. Yeah, no, no, it has been funny, and I do continue to do it. It's just that it's just when you focus on it. <laughs> no, the last one of my only and good you're bits. questioning the maths of the age that I've purposefully said incorrectly. Dude, the, the only good thing of last episode was. Um, you deleting thousands of references to various ages. <laughs> Dude, I had so to. Funny. Because you, then you started singing a song about the age. And then we were doing, oh, no. and then we had the math <laughs> equation in there about the age. I had to delete every number or you would have been able to figure it out. The simulation is cornering me now. It's like every, every interaction I have now, people are mentioning my age. When I met Gillis, he demanded my age. We had a very awkward moment where it lasted about 10 minutes where I said, I'm not being defined like that. You won't pigeonhole me. He's going, you're acting quite weird. And I go, like, you don't need to know my age, you bitch. Why are you pushing this issue? And then Sam Talent. And then every green room, people are mentioning it. Strangers are mentioning it. I'm like... There's weird things like I had to fill out a form updating my passport. They needed my age. I'm like, what's going on? The simulation is against me. I'm like, how dare you ask my age when I'm um, the parental guardian of my kid for T-ball? I'm like, they're, they're all part of this big plot to reveal my age to the world. It's private. Man, it's a pretty interesting ma- uh, physical manifestation. The set that you've built falling down, crumbling behind you. As the as the walls of reality close in, you know I what I mean. That. Like the jeans went... falling off. Soon the <laughs> soon there'll be cement falling on your head from the roof. Dude, I went to uh, Spotlight, which is like a shit store that does sewing products. Yeah, well, everyone knows Spotlight, man. I almost bought two grass squares, and I thought maybe I will put the the sure thing sign on grass squares. Maybe that'll help <laughs> downloads. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, eh? We're, we're in there and I was like, uh, maybe if I start doing it dressed as the Tin Man from The Wizard of the Oz. And then they go, hey, and I'm waxing lyrical, doing philosophy dressed as the Tin Man, mm. the boy that had no heart, the coward. No, that's not the coward, the guy with no heart. The lion's the coward, the Tin Man has no heart. Do you know what we've been doing all week? I've got a guy helping with um, my Instagram, changing thumbnails to more and more generic images where I'm, I look like Yona Hill and it just says marriage. And we're like, maybe that will lure people in. And then I'm like, this is very, I don't know if this is going to work. Then we uploaded just a photo of the Joker and we thought people like the movie, the Joker. Maybe people would click on it and think, Oh, I like the movie, the Joker. And I'm like, <laughs> and we got like, I've got a scheduled release. It's so funny. What seeing you try and like work out viral marketing 10 years behind everyone else in real time. Like you're really oh, trying to speed through it. But the yeah, like yeah. how it presents is uh, all the things that you're doing, like qu- questioning everything. Like it's it's first, oh, we need more. We need more episodes, two a week. No, we need less. Oh, Don't dude. do this one. Put that one up. And now, now you're listening back to it, which is crazy because you've never done that before in 67 episodes. You've never listened to anything. Oh, dude, I'm dry. No, I do. I do accidentally... I listen to it most nights because I set my, my – okay, I listen okay. to a pod. I re- yeah, I know. 
while asleep, but not conscious. I set for it to end, and then it will play. It plays eight sure things episode in my head with me just going like, watch with trans people. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole, for months, that's all we spoke about. <laughs> I do, why, are we, why are we paywalling the Aboriginal, the by the spiral. way? It's not paywalled, man. What about that bit about the Dreamtime Snake? Loved it. It's you not- said it was racist. We had to put it in the Patreon episode. It's not paywall. What are you talking about? About what had Aboriginal people done to the snake? Yeah, it's up on the main feed, man. Why was the snake so angry? Is it actually on the main feed? Yeah, dude, it is. I told you that. And this is the other thing. You get confused a lot. Okay, let's not talk about this because this is too inside baseball. Well, that's what I was going to say as well. In in an attempt to... Uh, yeah, but I thought you edited all this out and then I listened. No. Dude, just pause this for one sec. I've got to try and get another headset. Oh, my God. Wait. Holy fuck. <laughs> Any, anything, anything but deal with any legitimate real issue. Like, you could get the internet put in that fucking room and then things would be so much easier. Why not yeah, do that, Wolfie? I reckon the internet might be what we need. Man, like, <laughs> we, the, list, the list of real issues is not t- too long, but it's also very simple and, like... No, yeah. but I actually listened I listened to you then without it in and it's gone all... Brr, 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 brr. Anyway, let's do some new hot premises. Let's get the fuck out of talking about... What I was going to say, <laughs> in your attempt to introspect and reflect, and you've discovered that you spend a lot of time talking about yourself and like comedy or like the inner workings yeah, of what's yeah, going yeah, yeah, 100%. on. Yeah, 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 100%. And now we're back here doing it again because <laughs> because you, you you man, you're like uh it's like a big highlighter. No, but it's 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 a very interesting scenario <laughs> because it's it's like when a relationship becomes self-aware and and you, you so you're in a, a spiraling relationship and you go we fight so much, we need to stop. And then once you've named and shamed and go like whoa, there's tension in the house. Why are we always clashing? We're always having these petty small arguments. You don't really fix it. It just becomes more and more aware. It's like when you're going to buy, a, you want to buy a, a Holden Captiva and suddenly you're spotting them all around on the road. Yeah, confirmation bias. Sometimes you, you just go, oh, I'm unlicensed driving to my podcast. I'm suspended for three months. Wow, I'm seeing a lot of police and constabulary <laughs> and uh, a lot of uh, official looking vehicles yeah. out on the road. And it's because I'm aware that I'm about to, I'm breaking a lot of rules by just driving around mm. flagrantly like That's the what, fucking Phantom, dude. Why don't people make things fun? I'm Batman, motherfucker. I'm a superhero. <laughs> I'm on the streets fighting no crime, but I'm anonymous. I arrive and no one knows how I've come. I have no right or rhyme to be out there. I should not be so vocal about this on my pod. I've got 45 <laughs> days to go. I, oh, dude, but wait until... Once I'm through it, oh, I will, I'll do three-hour episode talking about my experience <laughs> evading the constabulary. Is that a word? I think it is. Um, uh, yeah, man, as I've always maintained, you shouldn't be looking at any numbers. You should, be, you should have no involvement in the uh, pre- or post-production process because it really negatively impacts you. Oh, dude, dude, the, the, bravado, that, that- the bravado disappears immediately and it becomes very folk hyper focused on the sometimes the craziest things that i would never have thought you could become focused on oh mate unbelievable i charted i i i'm looking but you know what it happened with uploading um the stand-up with the mm. generic image mm. it wrecked my whole saturday because they go upload at 7 30 on saturday 
And then obviously it bombed, which they all do. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm hating life because every time I'm feeling, oh, maybe I get a milkshake. Then I log into Instagram and I see like 12 views. And I'm like, this sucks. Life's <laughs> cruel, man. And then, and then, and then later in the later on Sunday, I was driving and accidentally my pod, the pod came on, like the app that we were talking about, this, this latest app that you had released or whatever it was. And I was like, this is fucked. All we're talking about is numbers. Why don't we have more numbers? We need more listeners. We need money. Patreon, like and subscribe. Every five minutes, I'm just yelling, like and subscribe. So let's move on. No, but I do like this proximity to poverty it changes because if you got the story, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, like, so a meth head, you have no sympathy for, even though it's actually someone with a mental health issue trying to self-diagnose, um, self-medicate. Uh, yeah. So often you say, ha ha, the schizophrenic keeps doing drugs. And I'm like, yeah, he's seeing demons when he takes a shit, dude. Like he needs to try <laughs> escape. The guy closes his eyes and sees a serpent trying to bite his dick off. I'm like, I understand why you might take some opioids and try to take some heroin. You know what I'd like to see is a breakdown of different addictions and uh, how much support the people get just financially. Like if you take a homeless person on different drugs, what who's making the most money? Because I think the thing with meth is that it's so fucking loud and obnoxious and it's so yeah. often aggressive and violent and crazy that it's not getting much. But like a like a heroin yeah. addict, you know, they look down, they're gaunt, they're fucking nodding off. You're like, it's yeah. But there's nothing. Uh, there's no. Uh, there's nothing threatening about. They're it. like a teddy bear. They're a sleepy, relaxed little cuddable <laughs> teddy bear. A street bear. Yeah, they're a street teddy bear, yeah. and you're like, oh, they look adorable, and they're not as they don't have as many skin lesions, which mm. is off putting. But it is interesting to see how quickly. People, people actually only have compassion to a point and then there's a bit, fuck him, he brought it on himself. You should, if you truly have a kind heart, love, um, your love should not be determined, it shouldn't be contingent on behaviour. Like, you, you shouldn't earn love. If you love someone, it's despite of that person. They don't have to do something to be validated and loved, but it's not actually the way it works. Love only comes because... They've given you something or they're doing something. At the core, if you're truly loving, you should love all humans no matter what they've done. What we should do is go through uh, like a bunch of the major uh, mental disorders and identify which ones uh, attract sympathy and which ones do not because you have classic ones that never attract any sympathy. Oh, yeah, well, this is where, and the classic one is, is like you have Christian people, they're going, I hope he gets raped in prison. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? So you got this really nice lady and she goes, what he did, I hope he gets fucking raped in the showers. He's a fraudster. He stole money. And they go like, oh, he'll get what he's happened. And they go like, burn in hell. Bring back capital punishment. Kill all people. And I'm like, these people, If you should always, even if a dog bites you, I still love it. I love the dog. I hug the doggy. Do you know what I mean? Because I've got a heart of gold. Some people only love people up to a point, and that's when I say, you're them. You're them because my compassion knows no bounds. I'm bending down. I'll kiss a homeless man. 
kiss him on the lips. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying like, and even if he spits on me, I'll kiss through the spit and go, mm, you need love. <laughs> they'll love him. Oh, they'll love him right up until they smell him. And then they'll kick him. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and to be to actually to want venge, revenge shows a uh, uh, crooked, wretched human. There's a lot of vengeful people out there, and like I said, even their compassion. I love all people, even the nasty home uh, meth guy mm. that, that's mean to the other methies or streeties. <laughs> what you call them, streeties? If you make it sound quirky and fun, people like it. I, have you actually had anyone debate or? Uh, take issue with homeless yeah man i was in an alley i'm talking to all these streeties they took a lot of issue where, where i kept going hey what it, what's up streeties dude, dude, if you make it more playful they like it some of the ruthless no we've got to get off these topics what is the so party drugs everyone forgives and no, forgets no, ben got, cousins i want to go for because like the addiction stuff is obviously you know that's 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 a simple one but uh we've got your basic uh, anxiety disorders, your depressive disorders. Can I, mate, can I just, can I try call you back to see if we get mm-hmm. a better line? Yeah, it's sure. actually fucked. A line, it's the internet, man. There's no line. Oh, dude, you're you're perfect now. Thank God. All right, that's good. It's just, um, look, it's it's just that um, once you get into that certain mindset where you think you're a victim and you're like, it's the simulation. And it's like, no, we're actually recording remote and you're in the Gold Coast of Moon Perth from a phone. Obviously, we're going to have tech issues. Like, you, you blame everything and you're like, we're getting fucked here. And I'm, I'm like, if you flew a plane from here to there, you might experience some turbulence. Like, things might happen. Do you know? And you're like, oh, the Matrix. It's all against us. I'm like, it's actually totally un- infeasible, unfeasible to, to do this so far apart. It's just a real pain in the ass, isn't it? Really. <laughs> but... <laughs> You're the one who's not done the simple things that you could do. Yeah, well, whatever, man. <laughs> like, you've got to know what you are. It's like expecting Bobby Lee Bobby Lee to do his fucking savings plan. And you're like, where's his calendar? Where's Bobby Lee's calendar? What the fuck? Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like these people are very unsound and unwell. And you're like, I can't believe Greg Fleet's never done his tax return. I'm like, what the hell? Of course he hasn't. Have you seen the man? He's a lovable teddy bear, street bear, a street teddy. That's what we're calling homeless um, uh, heroin heads. <laughs> Why don't they have more names? Because you see, like Russell Brand, he plays with names. His dicky wicky, his rape, his rape stick, whatever the fuck he calls it. And then I'm like, why don't we play around with the name for drug users? But with man, we've got ho- uh, homeless person, hobo, tramp, drifter. Vagrant. Bum is the old, Bum. like, 80s, like, um, t- t- street bear. Street night, bear. Night prowler. Yep. A night brawler. Um, I, I don't know, but, uh, like, I... Outside I, person. You didn't like, you didn't like, uh, you didn't like me calling Russell Brand's dick his rape stick? <laughs> I thought that was all right. That's funny. It's decent. Why didn't, I, I like that. Maybe I missed, did you say that just before? I didn't, I'm, I didn't. Yeah, I said, I said Russell Brand calls it his dicky wicky, his wiggly, his rape stick. Oh, um, <laughs> you know what's so Sorry, funny? Sorry, that one flew right by me. Watching Jordan Peterson um, defend the rapist and he's like, they're coming for him because of the vaccines. I'm like, there's a rape kit in uh, California that, that uh, says otherwise, you fucking Mickey Mouse cock. 
What a what a what a thing, hey? To go like it's a, it's a conspiracy. The Romanian uh, Tate sex slavery that's made up. I'm like, you know what? Just because someone agrees with your politics, they can still be a rapist. Your own brother can be a rapist. Just because they were nice to you at an event doesn't mean you have to rally for them on social media and go, well, I I did a picnic with him once and he couldn't have been nicer. Dude, what's going on now? I'm sharing the the full the full list. Of what? Of all the mental disorders, and we can rank them by Oh dude, I can't see it because it's so small. I, we, and we can rank them by how uh Oh dude, I can actually see it on my screen. I can't we should always do this. How the fuck did you get this on my screen? I'm um, just magic, man. Why don't we always have it like this? So we can we can categorize them by their annoyingness and their funniness. <laughs> okay, well anxiety, everyone has that because guess what? You're always trying to fit in with the group mm-hmm. and you're always anxious because you don't really. Everyone's a square peg. Everyone's a round hole. No one really normal. Yeah, well, first up first up is the generalised anxiety disorder, which is your garden variety, like, could be anything. Yeah. It can be quite annoying, but it's also it's also good fodder for humour, right? Well, it's my, it's, as I said, are you anxious or are you just self-aware? That's the whole thing. I, and I think maybe you should be anxious. How anno- Remember, we're, we're trying to rate them on how annoying they are uh, with, like, while considering what we're talking about before, like the proximity to them. It's very annoying because it's very amazing to me that people are anxious, but they will still halt the whole group to make you aware they're anxious. So I'm like, you're not anxious enough to keep it to yourself, though, are you, fuckhead? (laughs) You are bringing all our attention to the fact I'm feeling anxious, I'm nervous around all you, I don't feel well. I'm like, I don't think you seem anxious at all because we're all anxious and you're the only cunt talking about it. So you're the most confident. How difficult is it to uh, feel bad for someone with a generalised anxiety disorder? I, it, de- it depends if they're, if it's valid. Like, if you have a reason to be anxious, I, I feel, okay, it's fine. Of course you're anxious. You're a small dick loser. You should be. But if, if you're, it's sort of the equivalent to the comedian, the good-looking comedian that says he's having dating problems. I'm like, yeah. I have no sympathy for that. Yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. if you look and they go, oh, I'm feeling anxious on my first day, and I'm like, you should. You're a weasel-looking <laughs> weak man. You're way out of your depth. You're not equipped to be working as a lawyer. You, sh- uh, you know what I mean? It, it depends because, uh, as I said, anxiety is valid. We can break it down though, right? Because I, I feel like a, sim- uh, yeah. sorry, a generalized anxiety disorder, not always annoying. You can definitely get through. There are people who have yeah. generalized anxiety disorders and it's not like every time they open their mouth and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. You're not like, oh, here we go again, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 listen yeah. to this. So how about like how about like a nice six for annoyingness, funniness? I reckon uh, I reckon an eight. Big, and I say that because you can get up on stage and you can talk about being anxious, yeah. And crowds get on board with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The, the crowds crowds love it because it isn't at all weird that you've driven to a theater to tell everyone how scared you are around people <laughs> and that yeah. you're having. Yeah, You're having yeah. a power raid out the back. You're slicking your hair Guys, out. Guys, I know I'm actually on stage right now and the light's on me and it might seem a bit strange because of that, but get me in a social situation and I freak out. It's crazy because I'm an introvert but an extrovert. <laughs> when they're, when I'm on stage in front of 3,000 people, I'm sort of like that's when I lift. So it's a very weird disorder. 
because I'm nervous <laughs> one-on-one chats, but then I do like driving to Miami, California on a theatre tour. I do like going on planes and uh, regaling. And then I do like meet and greets. I love the meet and greets. Weirdly, when I'm selling merch, I'm more than happy to go and, and shake hands with thousands of strangers. But gosh, <laughs> listen to my bit about how, how awkward is it when you're not sure what to say next. <laughs> Okay, let's move through uh, panic disorders. Yeah. Panic disorders, I feel like, not very annoying, very funny though. Panic are the greatest because you can startle these people and it's those, you know, jumping from behind a cupboard. What's that? <laughs> There's a snake in the plane. They're hilarious for pranks. The ultimate reaction is a panic disorder where you go, oh my God. And you, you just open every combo with, oh my God, what's that? Wow. And they're like, yo, what's happened? And I'm like, couldn't get parking. Whoa. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. You're just triggering them like, uh, like uh, you know what I mean? Uh, sh- uh, shell shock from Vietnam. They're just getting pa- hand grenades everywhere. You, you intro, you, my mum does it to me a lot. Where her opening line is done in a distress signal. Like a cat meowing to get out. And it's, whoa, what's happened? And we're just wondering how your day was. Right, right. So like you'll, panic. you'll call her or she'll talk to you and it'll be uh, like, a, you won't believe what's happened. Andrew, 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 uh, Andrew, what's up? I, Andrew. And you're like, oh, 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 and just, just wondering if you had a good day. And you're thinking like dad's had a heart attack. He's oh, fucking, yeah, yeah, the there's been a car crash. Someone's shot themselves. The, the resonance is like, Oh, we have to get her to hospital. She's about to right, die. Right. And then it's basically just wondered how your day was. And that's, you know what I mean? Like that's interesting. Cause yeah. I guess it like it, it does it makes and it, it does make a lot of sense. <laughs> I really yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to meet your parents, man. We've been doing like we've known each other for so long. You get a lot of um cross room yells as well, where it's like so it's the other side of the house right. yelling and then just like just wondering if uh, the boys had sport today. Right, And you're yeah. like, wow, I didn't know that you needed to yell that. Yeah. Like an Andrew, 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 Andrew. Are you going to be here for tea? Do you need tea? Andrew, 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 Andrew. Just wondered if you would like some dessert. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, whoa, whoa, panic. And it's, it's basically, you know when... Um, you see on TikTok how they keep startling the partner every time they walk in a room. You screech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think Shane Gillis nailed it the most. It's like the the needy cat. Every mum's like that. Meow, 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 meow. And it's around your leg. Meow, meow. Let me out. Let me in. Let me out. Let me in. Meow, meow. Near the door. It all sounds like that. I reckon a low, like a two for panic disorder. Not very annoying because it's not often that you are having to put up with it. Uh, so it gets bumped down. Why, out of interest, why do why do people do their gender, but they won't give you their panic disorder or numbering? I want to know the full thing. So it's like I'm agoraphobic. Um, they them. I'm like, why aren't you giving me a heads up on your mental uh, categorization as well? Wouldn't it make sense? Are people not doing that anymore? Because uh, I remember from. Like five years ago, every Twitter bio was neurodivergent and then a fucking acronym. For- well, wouldn't you say this? I'm a, a he, she with a disruptive mood disorder. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what you're going to deal with. Like they're not giving you any context. I'm like, gender is for fucking. So where do we, what are we doing? Like tell me as well how your mental health so I know that I can jump out from behind the car and get a good laugh. Well, because you would get that like, 
I would always see it with uh, people who had anxiety or they were maybe like schizophrenic or autistic. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. someone who had uh, like an eating disorder, but you would never see it for like uh, substance abuse or what about or for anything embarrassing. You know what I mean? Because why don't they have that, like for uh, humorless people that that no funny bone, like not uh, very serious? Why don't you get heads up on that? So you know not to joke. That's aut- that's aut- uh, the autism spectrum, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what's uh, funny about the autistic comedian because they get the laughs, but they never have the laughs because they're <laughs> autistic. <laughs> they hear the laughs, but they're not sure why. What a horrible position! The whole crowd's clapping and laughing, and they don't really smile or laugh. I'm like, it's the saddest thing. It's like being a beautiful, a deaf, beautiful singer. They sing. <laughs> <laughs> they sing glorious like an angel, but they can't hear their own voice. And they're like, hallelujah. It's a young Mozart. And all they hear is. <laughs> like, do you think autistic people understand why they're being funny? <laughs> <laughs> or are they confused? Sometimes. And ex- I guess it depends how, uh, like how, how deep they are in there. There are definitely comedians that we've both met who definitely, they don't know why, but they've figured out the equation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's people, there's people that are going like, I can't believe I made a career out of this. I go on stage and I talk about my process of being alive and people are clapping and laughing. People think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so this is what I thought of my ex. And I'm like, I'm literally saying, I don't care, I don't feel. And the crowd's clapping going, that's unbelievable. She lives like that. And then they come off on stage and go like, I could just write hours of this. This is my life. <laughs> I literally just explained my train journey and I'm getting applause breaks. Do you know what I mean? It's funny, eh? All right, your phobic disorders. I think this, personally, tell me what you think, but I reckon this one is a great example of a very low annoyingness, very high funniness. People with phobias are hilarious. You almost never have to deal with them, and they're great to make jokes about. It's a perfect combo. There's nothing better than your tough friend jumping up on you because there's a small dog at a park. Yeah. And he's a gang member. And he's like, get it away from me. And I'm like, it's a shih tzu, dude. Chill out. But they've you've seen them like with a gun. They're a gangster, but you can see them. That's funny. It's funny. Yeah, it is funny when they're a tough boy. <laughs> it's a sheltered life. But then it's I think it's when you're young, if you have trauma, you can attach it to almost anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Scared yeah. of water. Even to, like... Imagine how many mobsters are scared of water. Like, you know, like uh, gang members, the cribs and the bloods, if you took them all on a swimming trip, it would humble all of them. You took them out on a boat and they go to the barrier reef snorkeling, 90% of them are crying on deck going, it's like giving them all MDMA, showing their empathy and going like, <laughs> the water's so deep, we could drown, we should be kinder. Do you think if you took the cribs and bloods on a snorkeling trip, they would show their weak, their softer side. Yeah, man. Yeah, you get them out of their element. Is this racist? Sort of, in a way. Eh? Uh, the, the whole angle said black people can't swim, right? When you said Crips and Bloods, <laughs> I was like, why did you pick swimming, man? You could pick anything. Well, it had to be like that. It had to be swimming. But I'm saying, <laughs> imagine, imagine you take the toughest gangster snorkeling. Most of them are going, they're creepy crawlies down there. They're mobsters. We don't understand. You can't do standover tactics against an octopus. Do you know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That I thought that line you can't do standover techniques. What what, what what's when you um you ex, uh, you force money like in, out of someone? Intimidate, extort. I don't know. Extorting. Yeah, yeah, you can't extort a, a shellfish, can you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are the Crips and the Bloods doing a lot of extortion, man? Is that who you think of when you think of like a traditional racketeering gangster? Well, I think I think don't they don't all the local stores they take a clip? It's like what they do in South Africa, like we'll look after your car while you're in the shops, and you're like, I, I don't want my car looked after, and then you come back and all the windows <laughs> smashed in, and you're like, I'm pretty sure the guy that was going to look after my car has robbed my car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Dusty told me about that one time, just being in a parking garage and some kid would be like, man, be a shame if something happened to that car. You better get me to watch after it. And he's holding a tire iron. He's fucking, he's he's whack, whacking it against the concrete bollard going cling, cling, cling. Dude, it happens in every car park in South Africa. Yeah. It's a thinly veiled strat. They effectively say, hey, do you want us to look after your car? And they're the very people you suspect are going to rob your car. And you're like, all right. <laughs> Take my Nintendo Switch. That is classic racketeering. Yeah, but I'm saying if you took if you took gangsters on uh, to the Great Barrier Reef scuba diving, would they be as tough? They would be weak, and they go. Imagine the first guy, the big, uh, the Tony Soprano who's seasick, yeah. and going, "I need to go below deck." And you're like, "How are you gonna? How are you gonna um, extort the the Mastia family when you can't even fucking go on a boat for two minutes? You puss. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. You take these people into different experiences. You can fix crime. You don't need undercover cops. You need to give people ski trips. You send mobsters on a ski trip. And they're like, it's so cold up on the mountain. I'm shivering. It's not like Jersey. Oh, I'm out of... You put these people in different experiences. You take... You should take people... Instead of prison, they should do experiences. You summit Mount Everest. I do like the idea that you find a really uh, insular group... Like a yeah, you know, like a street gang, and then you take them skiing for the week, so and yeah. and, it, and it fucks up the whole dynamic. Oh well, it changes it all because you take the whole. You've got their their thing. You take them. They they got to summit Mount Everest, <laughs> and they suddenly realised tough boy mobster mm. mobsy mobsy flopsy flopsy isn't as tough because he's like ah it's so cold yeah I give up and you're like flopsy wasn't the strongest in the group nipsy was actually the power broker <laughs> nipsy the the the, the go to boy the gopher that used to do the street errands was actually the one that goes come on boys we can do this i know we've got fucking um, foot rot or whatever it's called. Do you know where uh, frostbite? You've lost your feet. Dig deep. I like the idea of having the uh, have it like in a, t- a lifetime, forever afterwards of trying to be threatening. You know, you're, like you're holding up the gun. Yeah, yeah. You're being like, man, you better do what I fucking say. And the guy on the other end's like, man, you weren't so tough. You weren't so tough on that double black diamond run, were you? Oh. <laughs> Everyone laughs. You weren't as tough <laughs> when we scaled Mount Everest and you said it's it's so windy at night you couldn't sleep properly with your sleep apnea. <laughs> you see the truth. Because that's what you see with all the gangsters. I always see it when they're with their kids and they're, they're playing with their little daughter and they're dressed like a little, oh, oh they're dressed like mermaid. Uh, you know what I mean? Or Princess <laughs> yeah, uh, Eliza yeah, yeah. Fro- from Frozen. Mm. When you see a mobster and you see him on Christmas morning and he's dressed like the Frozen princess and I'm like, that guy's not going to fucking extort me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's a pussy. <laughs> I didn't even see my kids. They're in the boot of my car. <laughs> well, like, I, I do all my work on Christmas Day. When people are out, you go and rob houses. 
Because I don't have. I'm a true gangster. Yeah. Because man. I've watched TV. I think. Uh, I think everyone gets a pass for 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 daughters, though, right? Like that's the no that's, man. No, man. Not that's for the me. mobster. That's the mobster way. If you've been brought up on Sopranos and Peaky Blinders, I'm a true gangster. No, I've no. got the heart. That's the Dude, that's the like, one. That's the one place I think you're wrong, man. I reckon you can take any group of mobsters and put them in a like put them at their one of their daughters' yeah. fifth birthday party, and it's anything goes. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What, like, what? Take, I've got your nose, got your nose, got your nose. Can't <laughs> niff, can't niff. That's the one situation, man. That's the one situation where it's like. We don't like we're not, we don't talk about this day. It's amazing the compassion. So he's uh, you've got a mobster that just killed eight people and they begged, please, Tony, don't take my life. A day later, dressed like a horsey, uh, take, <laughs> giving people rides around the house. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm princess, you know, and Princess Peach riding the horse, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But when they begged and go, I've got kids, please don't kill me. And he goes, dirt's a dirt fucker. Bang, 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 bang. It's so weird. And it's that weird family thing. It's family. Yeah, I've yeah. got compassion for them. And it's because you know them. You know their story. But when I'm in the grave yelling, hey, I, all you need to do to get out of any murder is to is you could just say, like, I, I've got to dress like Dronky for my Princess Peach birthday on, on Monday. And if that happened to be a story that he's done, he'll start bursting into tears and go, <laughs> you, you dress up like... Frozen Eliza on birthdays as well. Get out of that hole and give me a hug, you fucking big teddy bear of a man. We should. We're uh, we're gonna give you a, a little hamper and a pack. We're gonna help get a bouncy castle down to that thing. We don't care that you ripped us off on on, on points <laughs> on the the cocaine deal <laughs> that you're cutting it with fucking uh, fentanyl. It's all forgiven, mate. So that's phobias. Um, okay, phobia. You know what my <laughs> I've split them. I've split them up because it was, it was too confusing. I've got sympathy, uh, annoying, and funny. All right, those are the three. Dude, that was my early joke. That was my early joke on phobias, which was how do you fix um, claustrophobia? You give them agoraphobia. You know, you use phobias to contradict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great. Dude, it's a great joke, man. You know how bad you are when you don't explore it, right? I got agoraphobia, claustrophobia, but I couldn't work out any others that would contradict. There's <laughs> wait, hundreds wait, wait. that would fix. Hold on. Are you telling me that that was supposed to be a longer bit, but you gave up at agoraphobia, claustrophobia? No, no, no. I'm just saying when you're early on, you're just like, oh, that worked. Oh, you don't right, think- right, right. You just never explored it. You never thought about the possibility that there might be a hundred other ones that offset. <laughs> you're just like, ah, oh, that's a bit. That's a bit that you fix a phobia with another phobia. That's a good idea. And and then you're like, you just find one. But even now doing it, I'm bored with this list. I feel like I'm doing a tax return, man. No, man, we're going to get, we're going to, we're, we're almost at the end of uh, anxiety disorders. And I think the one that you touched on before, which we, we did phobias, but now this one, yeah. social anxiety disorder. This one, very yeah, high yeah. on the annoying list. Socially anxious people oh, are mate. some of the most annoying people to have in your life, right? Oh, oh, and just going like, do you think the group likes me? This is my life. Yeah. I'm like this the whole yeah, when time. You have to spend an hour preparing to go to the event and then you have to hear about like the debrief from the event for the next two days. And oh, oh, I can't and, believe I said this. I'm not sure. If, and, and do you think they were looking at me funny? I don't think your friend likes me. James doesn't seem to like me very much. I don't know what I did to him. I think it's because I said that thing about oh. his sister. I've got to say, this resonates so much to me. I am this guy. 
And you know how you can tell you this guy is when, and everyone's like this, is when you've crossed the street to avoid someone or you've gone into a shop to try hide from someone or you're hidden behind a bin. <laughs> I've, or you've walked off, you've went somewhere else where you saw someone on a platform you know and you're right near your house. Mm. And then they ask, hey, I saw you at Warwick Train. Why would you, you're heading off to Joondalup? And you're like, no, I was actually home. But then I saw you and had to go the whole way to Joondalup and back because I saw you as I was getting out of the train. Or I pretended, oh, oh, wrong stop. I've done that so often to people. Mm. Oh, 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 not my stop. And they're going, and then they'll message me and going, hey, I saw you at right near your house. And then you sort of acted startled and went back onto the train and then disappeared. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'd forgotten something. But the truth was, no, I did that to avoid talking and saying hello to you. I was happy to take an hour longer to get home. You know what really highlights your uh, own in a, like deficiencies as a person and your fucking personality flaws is when you're in a supermarket, you see someone that you vaguely know and you do the respectful thing, which is you turn slightly, you try to make it like you never notice them. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. they bound up to you and they're like, oh my God. How are you? How's it going? Oh, I can't believe we bumped into each other. And it's like, man, like those, they're, th- those, those people, they're, a lot of people want to talk to you in the supermarket and it makes no Dude, fucking sense to me. And a so person annoying is taken out of context and placed in a new place and they're in a new location where they shouldn't be, just ignore me. Please ignore me. Dude, and, and they're, they're so excited and they're going, oh, so good to bump into you. And I'm like... You know that we've got each other's phone numbers, yeah, yeah, emails. Yeah. And I'm like, if I wanted to bump in you, we could make it happen. I just want to come and get my uh, my herpes cream or whatever the fuck I'm trying to get. Work out. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want contact on these scenarios. But that's when you're socially anxious because if you're not, you're in there and you want to, you go through their trolley. What are you buying? Oh, look, look. What's that for? Heavy bleed, hey? You got big, big periods. You got big tampons. You big puss, do you? Hey, what's that? What are you eating? Oh, you on the carnivore diet or meat in the trolley? You don't look that bad, but you know what I mean. Like someone that's not socially takes an interest, mm, yeah. and they're excited to see you, and they race up and go, "Whoa, where have you been hiding?" Exactly, I have been hiding. I have <laughs> fucking been hiding. Okay, and you found me. Yeah, it's hide and seek, dude. So much of social interaction is hide and seek. There's one ninety percent of the population is hiding, and then there's seekers trying to find. Which are the reverse people that, that really want social contact. And yoo-hoo, anybody in home? And they're like, I, I can see the lights on. I see the TV on. And you're like, I can see you ducking down behind that sofa, Andrew. Andrew, you there? Isn't it wild to you that like you and I both share this opinion and it makes so much sense? Yeah. Almost every time I see someone out in public, they want to engage. They want I can't to talk. believe it. They want to be like... How's your day? What do you mean, how's my day? I was fucking thinking about chips and now I'm having to remember stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's private. Why do I have to tell you about my fucking day? Yeah. You don't call. You don't text. Oh, my God. I'm like, what, what's my day got to do with you? When have you fucking reached out? What, do you think we're going to have a fucking <laughs> meet and greet at, at uh, Baker's Delight? You didn't ask about my divorce. Get away from me. How's my day? It's fucking abhorrent. They've all been horrible. Go away. Do you know what the best thing is? Is um, that moment when someone comes to your house, mm. they can hear you in there, 
Then they knock and they yell, I can hear you in there, and you still ignore them. It's the ultimate power move. And they, I can see you on the couch, and then you just like, you, you basically freeze like a toddler and just go, if I just don't move, they'll eventually go, and they bang, Andrew, Andrew, I see you duck behind that couch. Come out. And then I'm like, guess what? It's not kids' rules with an adult. It's not real hide and seek. I know you found me, but there's no adjudicator, so I can just stay here. And eventually you have to leave. I can see you hiding behind the cupboard. Let me in. And you're like, no, I won't. I'll just stand frozen until you eventually leave. And then eventually they drive off and go like, he is fucking nut job. (laughs) One hour banging on the window. I can literally see your shadow, Andrew. You have to let me in. I've got a delivery for your mom. I can see you. And you're like, well, adult rules, dickhead. You have to enter the premises because the door there's a lock there and I'm not unlocking it, so I win. All right, so social anxiety, three for sympathy. Not very sympathetic. Yep. Seven for annoyingness. Quite annoying. And not really funny. No, nah, two for funny. Not great. You know why? Because Curb Your Enthusiasm's covered it all off. But that's not social anxiety. That's that's fine. That's just that's just being um that that's being you on the couch, man. It's refusing to engage. It's saying no. These social rules are incorrect. I'm not wrong. I got it wrong because Curb Your Enthusiasm is doing the worst thing you can imagine without apology, always. Doing what you really want, which is like, you're boring me, I'm going home. Man, I don't know, dude. I think Larry's right like 80% of the time in that show. But maybe yeah, but what maybe, doing- maybe this is just because I, I don't want to talk to people in the supermarket that I feel this way. No, but what, what I'm saying is, as a socially anxious person is, did I do the right thing? Whereas Kirby yeah, is, yeah, yeah. What if you did? What if you did everything you imagined you could do and just did it without an apology? And it's like it's hilarious. Yeah, man. It's you. It's you on the couch not answering the door. That's that's yeah, yeah. That that that's like you don't want to see them or the the duck of the whole premise is, and and then you realize everyone feels that way, and that's why it's hilarious because you're like, you just basically go, please stop talking, and then walk <laughs> off. <laughs> But they can't all feel that way, man, because they ask you at the supermarket, what have you been up to? They don't, like, busy themselves looking at the ingredients for a hummus. Yeah. And pretend that they never saw you. They come up. They want to know. They want to engage. Why are they so interested in... My favourite, the biggest crossover is if you're shopping... The gall of someone to look through your items. I've had it. <laughs> Have you had that? No, no, I've not had that. <laughs> They're like, oh, eating well, are you? And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you are actually talking to me about your kids while you fucking inventorize what I'm buying. You're a fucking, you're crazy. I'm like, I, I know that everyone's a, a, a voyeur and wants to, to probe into people's life, but to arrogantly actually admit that you've been going through what I've got in my bag to try work out what's going on in my life, if there are any clues for a divorce or s- some STD or some financial problems. Oh, getting the cheaper mints, are you? Working, not get, you didn't get that bonus. J- uh, did Jerry not get the bonus? I thought he was top real estate agent of the year. Obviously, you lied. Man, you know what you just highlighted to me, though, is the hypocrisy uh, because you – of you following that woman around the shops. Yeah, I followed her. <laughs> so you know sometimes what? I just even to... uh, 
Your like your yeah your own voyeuristic uh, interest takes over and you are forced oh well to dude do. I think if you got a if you if you've got a, a jailbird's wife out in the wild <laughs> yeah. you know it's like a weird like seeing a Tasmanian <laughs> devil it's like Jesus Christ you overrule your social anxiety to to just see like I wonder what they eat <laughs> are they on Jello cups are they poor <laughs> holy shit she got a lean beef uh, prize rump. I'm like, he must have hidden some of that money in a bag. That Westpac money must have been buried in a desert. They've left in a, in a Mazda. That's 58000 They're not uh, lower class. And I'm like, mm, mm, I'm very poor. That's what I also realise as I get in my Captiva and go, start, damn it. Okay, agoraphobia. Agoraphobia, I think the annoying list. Agra- agoraphobia, I say. Okay, agoraphobia. No, no, is that agoraphobia? Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia? It's agoraphobia. What the fuck? What does that mean? Scared of spiders? No, it's open and crowded places. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll look. I'm gonna check the pronunciation. Type it in so we don't look too stupid. Let's see what the meaning is. Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Okay, what does it mean? What's it about? What's it? What's it mean? You know what it is. It's your joke, man. Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. No, agoraphobia, man. Dude, it's right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. (laughs) Agoraphobia. I just pronounce it differently. I wasn't chastising you, man. I just said the word. I just pronounced it. I don't know what you want me to do. Oh, well, that might be be the American uh, aluminum. aluminum. No, that's the American, the British one. Agoraphobia. Okay, type it, play it now. The no, get it, get it in the yeah. English one and play right. it. Agoraphobia. There you go, baby. Dude, agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. And you said agoraphobia, and I'm saying agoraphobia. Yeah, agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is the English version. Okay, I Ag- get it. Agoraphobia is the English one. Sorry that you're an, a Yankee doodle day, man. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm British. What are you talking? I didn't pull you up on this at all. Okay, let's go. Moving on. We're losing <laughs> listeners. Dude, it's what, not a fun period what, uh, in the pod. What mental illness is that? Like, that? where does that fit in? Where does that insane, like, <laughs> we got to spend uh, two and a half minutes checking the pronunciation of it. Where is that? That's on here somewhere, man. I don't know what it is. It might be uh, intellectual disability. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it's OCD because uh, everything's got to be uh, a step on cracks. Everything's got to be perfect in my world. That's not true because you love to mispronounce things and you don't, you, you have no care. Oh, uh, my, fa- my favorite thing is to get celebrities' names wrong mm-hmm. because I, d- I, because it actually makes me feel good because then I'm like, I can't be jealous if I don't know Kanye <laughs> West's name. <laughs> I haven't even invested in his name. So I'm like, do you know, because this is what I, I said to people, like they go, oh, you're always forgetting people's names. And I'm like, yeah, because they're not important. I only remember important people's names and no one's important except for myself. Because I'm, no, because I'm going to, I'm talking shit. Fuck, dude. This fucking dickhead is ringing me for a gig. He does these <laughs> pub gigs and he's like, why haven't you answered all weekend? And I'm like, because guess what? A one-off pub gig is not going to get me a fucking house in Nedlands, cunt. So stop pestering me. I'll do it if I happen to be driving past. Why don't you put your phone on Do Not Disturb? Why don't I block him and tell him and he get a police restraining order? No one's ever done that for a booker. 
You put them on a fucking watch list. And he's rung me eight times over the weekend. I'm like, I'm going to take it to the fucking Warwick police station and get you on a fucking register, cunt. Leave me alone. I'm not doing your stupid pub gigs. I've had enough of pub gigs with the bad lighting. They've got the base comedy type lighting. Yeah. Horrible. Okay. Cancel that fucking franchise. That's your business. Agoraphobia. Anyway, go back onto the... Yeah. Agoraphobia. I reckon a six on the sympathy because... At, and a four on the annoying. Maybe maybe even like a two on the annoying. How funny are they, though? Not... Look, I'm going to say... I, I don't reckon they're funny, but I have bumped them up a couple of points based on your agoraphobia... Uh, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia joke. That's where I think the points come from. But otherwise... And not very annoying because you're not meeting them, you know? Like, they're shut in. They're in their own house. And you feel bad for them because you don't have to deal with them. The proximity's low. How many of them exist? At least they're keeping out of your way. Yeah, man. There must be hundreds of them stored in little units. That's why, that's why they're such a, it's a great, uh, that's a great mental disorder to have. Because you limit the proximity to others so they can still feel bad for you. It's basically like an unused drill or spanner. You just go into a cabinet out in the shed and you yeah. fucking keep to yourself. Yeah, man. And I'm like, even the, like the other ones, look at me, look at me, look at me. These people know enough that they've just gone, I'm mediocre, let me go into storage <laughs> and I'll stay there. <laughs> and you know what I say to a lot of them? Probably a good call. Probably not a mental health, just self-awareness of going like, do I really need to be troubling everyone? Maybe I stay out of the way, out of sight, out of mind for mediocres. And I'm like, get back in your little studio apartment and keep to yourself. No one needs you making the line longer down at Coles where I'm getting bread. So fucking get Uber Eats and, and live away from the rest of the society. Actually, a profound mental you know health. I mean? I'm, bumping, I'm bumping it up to an eight for sympathy. Sense of self-awareness. Because it's good. Like, it's, uh, there's a lot of positive... Yeah, there are a lot of positive traits to aggravate. And I, I contest this. Are they the true anxious ones? Because basically, oh, I'm so anxious. And I'm like, you, are you? You're telling everyone. You're telling 100 people on stage. They say it's agoraphobia, but maybe it's someone that is truly anxious. They don't even leave the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a form of it. Exactly. That's a that's the perfect form. Very low on the annoying scale. Well, I actually think I would say that agoraphobia is the only real anxiety. The rest are just looking for attention. Because you're absolutely bullshitting me that you're anxious, but you've just done a theatre tour. You fucking lying narcissist. So you know what? I'm putting We're a, I'm dismiss all down agoraphobia. To a zero, dude. Agoraphobia is actually very good. I feel bad for the people who suffer with it, and it is not very annoying because they're the fuck out of my way. I will tell you, agoraphobia is the only anxiety. The rest are liars. Let's let's even put here. Let's put uh, the only good anxiety disorder. The only true. The only true anxiety, really. I don't think that matters, man. I think it's just that it's it's actually a net positive to have that's a, it's a good thing <laughs> like more people should have it it's the only ones i trust because you know you're waxing lyrical about how scared you are to be in a group but then you're also making sure that the entire conversation is talking about your terror <laughs> being at this event <laughs> Nah, they all love you jenny they love your chat you're a beautiful chatter separation anxiety disorder is not one that i've really experienced with a person before i've never had it dude because I've never really connected. Got, <laughs> you can't separate. Yeah, they can't wait to get away from me. Ah, uh, yeah. So let's. We can't go through every list because this list is fucking un. 
is daunting. It never ends. I have had it with my with the sausage dogs though, and I would give it a very high nine on the annoying, and uh, zero on the funny. And yeah, them going made you upset, didn't it? Uh, it's very annoying. With dogs, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it looks like with people, but with dogs, it's very irritating. It's amazing to see a human connect with another species. Just the the IQ of that person. What do you mean? Well, just the base nature of you that you connect with uh, spe- as cross species. It's like you really you uh, you'll take love wherever you can get it, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're not really that much. You're not too discerning. I don't know, man. It's a creature that loves you unconditionally, never talks back, never asks for annoying yeah. shit all the time. I would say that the love that you can have for a dog is probably the truest form of love and also maybe the closest you can get to unconditional love. You could and never well, maybe- have a dog love you, uh, sorry, a person love you like a dog loved you. Well, yeah, and you know why? It's because you're loving yourself because they, they, the comics have that bit. Imagine if a dog talk. And go like, fuck your needy, you anxious <laughs> cunt. But because they never talk, you just get to mat- you get to project in your your own world the perfect dog. Oh, he loves me unconditionally. He actually hates the fuck out of the way you sit near him on the couch. But he can't articulate it. He can only growl. And you think, oh, that's cute the way he growls where I sit too close to him. <laughs> but he's actually going like, you are insufferable, Josh, but I can't communicate it and you feed me. So I have to pretend to love you so I can keep getting those uh, pal chuppy chums in my bowl. But it's actually, you know what I mean? In many ways, the love is just for yourself. You've got an illusion of it. No, man. No, man. It's a beautiful reflection of true true human nature. Everyone has a strong desire to love and connect, but the people around you are so difficult to fucking deal with that any sort of vessel... Any vessel, any vessel that breathes is a good one, and a dog, a dog fits that perfectly. It's uh, it's uh, it's actually a crazy thought to think that um that 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 such a low remedial connection is actually the perfect experience for a human. Yeah, man. There's what what else could you want? People are way too complicated. They frustrate you. They have their own ideas, and often they're irritating or wrong yeah why would you want that man and that's why i think like they weren't wrong whether you know the gay marriage relief to to fucking dogs i'm like ultimately once people become more aware banging a dog is pretty much the happiest you could be <laughs> if you could ejaculate into this thing it's pretty much your soulmate <laughs> Am I not? and if you, if you could convince yourself it enjoyed it you pretty much could have the dream. If you could find yourself sexually attracted to a dog, Josh, you could find the perfect relationship, really. If there wasn't a consent issue. But there's a weird thing, right? Because the consent is a strange thing, right? Because people think it's consenting to living in your back bedroom and wearing a little collar and walking around, but sexually it can't consent. <laughs> but it can consent to living into a studio apartment and having to sleep in a fucking tub in the laundry. Oh, okay, let's, mo- let's move off dog fucking. Okay, let's get away from uh, bestiality. But am I wrong? Am I wrong? It didn't consent to any of it. How many relationships do you think have been on the brink of ending and then one of them gets into some kind of car accident and winds up in a coma and that becomes the perfect... Once they've 
once they're vegetabilized, oh, yeah, they yeah. become the perfect partner, man. You know? They, yeah. they start in the coma, you visit every day, you tell them how much you care yeah, about yeah, them yeah. and you love them and you wish they would get better. And then eventually they start to wake up, but they're a bit brain dead and the frontal lobe's been bashed around a bit. And it's yeah. perfect. You, you were thinking of breaking up before and then suddenly you're like, maybe maybe they are the right one for me. <laughs> maybe the problem was that they had too oh, much agency. <laughs> you are crazy. Imagine <laughs> you... You you on Tinder connecting up with coma victims. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's actually, but it's that trauma bonding, right? Because what happens with so many relationships is it becomes so good, right? You've got the mortgage, you're paying off the house, and you really need trauma where you're like, mm. you need a serial killer where you're like, oh my God, the neighbor's missing. And then you're like, fuck, there was a fire on the street down the road. They're all dead. And then you cry and you connect again and go, let's give it another six months. It's the exact thing what I was saying. Like that that bonding. But then, so you're saying to me, because of your love for the dog. I think this is an alternative for trauma, man. I think it's an alternative for trauma. It's when they have most of their cognitive abilities wiped out uh, by a pavement. Yeah. <laughs> it's suddenly very easy to fill up that big hole in the head with love. Okay, this is a question. Which would you prefer? Like, because I think it's even hard imagining dating yourself. Like, when you think of the nuances of your personality and Fuck. the neurosis, how much that sucks. Yeah. That you realize a coma patient is better than you as a person, effectively, for connection with other humans. Oh man, you would you would prefer you would prefer an injured. Do you know what I mean? Uh, lame, dark than you. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Well, I think someone who lacks the ability to breathe unassisted uh, also lacks the ability to piss you off. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying to you. Your dream, even your own self is annoying in a way. Very I annoying. often imagine, I imagine marrying myself and I'm like, well, that's not going to end well. I'm like, I'm horrible, <laughs> horrible person to be around. I'm like, yeah. I really got to stop. You want to stop the suffering in the world? Stay single. And hmm. stop fucking putting your shit in someone else's ledger. That's why I, I think agoraphobia is the the the, the most um, compassionate way to be. Yeah, yeah, agoraphobia is very good. Agoraphobia, but you can't really have. Um, how would you do? Agoraphobics have sex, or do they have just a glory hole on the side of their unit, and you can sort of pump in? Well, I think uh, a good agoraphobic is good because you never meet them. Yeah. Like a like a Schrodinger's box. If a bear shits in the wood and no if an agoraphobia mm. is truly an agoraphobic, you never get to see them. You know, it's that shit in the forest. Did it ever yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah. A true agoraphobia, you should you should just go. I wonder what happened to Pete from high school. And like, no one's heard from him, and then he dies. Well, this is the caveat, right? With agoraphobia, the caveat is if you are for some reason attached to the person by blood or whatever. Yeah. The, the numbers that we've put down are way off. They are a zero, well, yeah, a zero for sympathy, a 10 for annoying. Oh, it yes. would ruin your fucking yes. life, man. It'd be like a, uh, what, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Is that a, what's, is that in that movie? Is the mum like a fucking shut-in? You don't want that. Yeah, I think she's shut-in. And then the other, like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio played himself, uh, whatever. And then, and, and yeah, it was, uh, but, um, they're basically uh, daywalkers, like ghosts. 
the agoraphobia, yeah. and they're the perfect person unless you have to knock on the door and go, I can see you, Pete, <laughs> lying on the couch. Come out. I want to see what's in your pantry. I want to see how you're living. I want to know who you are. But they're, they're, they're great people that just divest from society, keep to themselves. <laughs> Basically. It's, it's, uh, it's the manifestation of mental illness in its best form. It's exactly what you want. It's so empowering. All of these though, numbers, though, they lack. Uh, they have to have some kind of barrier, like proximity barrier. They you, they can't be people that you're forced to be with all the time because then the, all the stats are fucked. We're not talking about that. We're talking no. about like general from your point of view without having to uh, having to be truly invested in the person. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sort of like Shade and Freud, and where you just imagine a guy. In a back at, but you don't know them. And just, <laughs> yeah. right now, you imagine there are thousands of people just too scared to leave their house. It's hilarious. Exactly, <laughs> man. I do. I feel so bad for them because they're not annoying me at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great relationship we all have with them. I yeah, have a yeah, great relationship feel... with every agoraphobia. And I feel, I feel compassion for them, and I'd love to go and rattle their cage or wherever they're living <laughs> in their shell. <laughs> And just let them know that I'm thinking of them, but I know that's counterintuitive to what they really want. So I'll just leave them sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> but but what is we got? We, man, this list we can't do every mental no, health. No, we can. Man. Let's do it. Let's do every mental what health. What the fuck, We're dude? I'm into, tired. We now. are moving into your favorite. It's the Wolfie section, baby. We've got your mood disorders, your major depressive disorder. First up, yeah. How do we rank that for sympathy? Major depressive. Think about it before you answer with a number. Think about everything that comes with that. This is the big one, the big daddy, mumbo number five. I, I I find it because people always tell you, "Oh, you're depressed." And I'm like, "Yeah, if you're if you're self aware, you should be depressed." <laughs> like, yeah, this is the worst game ever sold. Like, as I always say, which I've never done a bit. If this simulation was sold as a game down at EB Sports, no one would buy it. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, it is so shit. I think this is the third time that you've done that one. <laughs> Yeah, but even as a core level, like the fact that you have to kill, to live, kill to live, <laughs> that there's wanton destruction, that you have to, you have to, you have to compromise your morality to exist on this planet. That that even if, like we said, if a close friend or family has trauma, you have to abandon them and push through because you must continue to live. Mm. So you, you're obliged to corrupt and dirty your 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 hands with blood, bloody your hands. To exist on this planet, yeah. you, no one comes out clean. So I'm like, of course you're depressed the whole time because you start off as a purebred cleanie and you become very grubby and dirty with the passage of time because you have to make a series of compromises to stay alive on this horrible rock. But what do you think about because uh, because depression is baked in genetically? Well, everyone should be depressed. What we've cre- it's a monstrosity that we've created here i i don't believe anyone if you're not depressed you're not awake yeah but i mean it's not a or you're drugged it's not a nurture situation i mean sometimes i guess it can be like you can bring on a mood disorder with some kind of uh traumatic event but i think there would be under the uh later section trauma and stress but like depression though it's it's hardwired in you know it's you have it or you don't have it yeah 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 the question is or is it the same, like, you know, you have an argument with a partner in a car and then you get to the party and they, you end up sitting in the back bedroom, quiet and not chatting, and they're dancing, doing karaoke? I'm like, is it a delusion? Is there anything but depression? 
is it is it all bullshit? You know how someone goes like, up we get. Are you saying you think that the people who aren't depressed are maybe pretending that they're not depressed? Are putting it on. They're putting it on. It's not possible. If you're actually aware of what's going on, you cannot sing karaoke and dance. Man, there's an interesting idea. But you still have the people who come up to you in a supermarket and ask what you've been up to, you know? And I can't, yeah. I cannot for the life of me reconcile in my head. Are they actually happy or on their deathbed do they scream? When they go, what, it all ends? Uh, I only just went um, kayaking and mount climbing, that's life. And they were like, yeah, that's why we were all depressed, motherfucker. I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying that I know in any way. I'm just saying, can, can you really be that, uh, that disconnected? that you will put on a front yeah. to that extent. Can you pretend that hard, really? I, I, I just wonder, I just wonder, it, can you fake it till you make it? Is it possible? Because that's what I, I suppose they're doing, right? Mm. Is there any a moment of introspection where they sort of think in the car, I think I annoyed Andrew at the shops going through his trolley. Mm. Do you, you know what I mean? Do you think they're aware or do you think... There's some people that are like Labradors and lovable dogs that just make it the whole way through going, how good's this? How good's that? Well, what do you think is scarier? Well, it just depends on how, uh, how, how important your ego is. If you start to step away from the need to be happy, mm. do you know what I mean? And you abandon self and ego, you're like, well, it doesn't have to be good. It could just be suffering for the rest. At a base level with those people, which one do you think is scarier? that they are actually genuinely happy and they want to know what you've been doing the past week when you're looking at fucking frozen pies. Well, I think, I think, I think they're the best and it's sort of Yeah, like, but do you think it's genuine or not? Like which one scares you more? The idea that they are genuinely that happy or the idea that they are pretending that hard? Like the... Uh, oh, mate. Is it... Which one, which, what's scarier, it being fake or it being real? It's obviously scary as shit. That they're just putting it on. <laughs> Which is what a lot of what I do. And I've stopped doing it on this pod. I've got to be more like funny and fun. I've got to stop being so real. <laughs> yeah, man, they're good. They're real good. I love it. And you've got to have a levity in this world mm. and a bit of fun and a bit of mischief. <laughs> Shit. All right, how does it wash out then? How does the sympathy go? What number? For major depressive disorder. Uh, no one, you know what? No, not on my dime. No one wants to hear your problems. <laughs> no one really cares. They're all, they're all, they're all tourists. People will come in for a week, a month. No one will go longer than a year through someone's uh, depression. No one on this planet. But they, you have to factor in the suicides, everything else. Like, and you, and again. This is not immediate proximity. This is for the uh, for major depressive disorder as you experience it in other people, in general. Oh, so what are you saying? Like, what's this question? What? How like much? how how sympathetic? I uh, like what number do they get for sympathy? I because I reckon it's going to be kind of high because they are the I ones. I give it high. I very high. Yeah, and they're my favorite. They're my favorite comedian. No, well, they, they're just so sad. They don't enjoy anything. And I'm like, they're so cynical and uh, antagonistic to everything. And, it, and it, it's hilarious if you don't live around them, seeing it in stand-up, just mocking everything and hating everything. But obviously, they're insufferable in proximity. <laughs> 
but you love the fact that they go fuck wait it's basically most of the good comics are like this on stage it's hilarious she's a she's a whore she's ugly the marriage sucks wedding sucks work sucks but then if you're on holiday with them you're like come on man have a cocktail let's be positive about something for <laughs> yeah, fuck's yeah, sake yeah. it's very funny on stage and then after the show it becomes very great <laughs> which is why like all comedians you want to stay the fuck away from them because it's hilarious man you know what i reckon this could be the first triple threat it is incredibly uh, annoying you're incredibly sympathetic yeah. and it's also incredibly funny Oh, it is so funny unless <laughs> it's your holiday that they're ruining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they're actually about the pool going, ah, oh, I feel empty. Mm. But obviously when when you see a week later and they're on stage, so get this, I'm in Ibiza, I'm feeling empty. <laughs> You're like, I love that. I love that this fucking killjoy yeah, was dude. fucking hated ski trip. He hated Aspen. He hated work. He hated his wife. He hates driving. He hates eating. He hates bread rolls. He hates ice cream. He hates fucking thick shakes. <laughs> He's fun. He not to be around though. Dude, I need to have a break because I, my blood sugar's dropped. All right. I mean, I know it says an hour 36, but we've actually done like 20 minutes less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, dude, uh, we've got to continue this one on the Patreon. <laughs> okay. Are we going to do the rest of – going to do the rest of – Dude, why are we putting – can I ask you, stuff? why are we putting apps? We're putting all the apps on the Patreon so people can't tell that it's special extra apps. What do you mean? We're putting all apps on the page. Because you've got the main feed apps and the Patreon apps. They're not numbered. People aren't aware that they're, they're unique episodes just in Patreon that don't exist anywhere else. No, no. But the people, the Patreon, the Patreon people get, if you join our Patreon, you get your own unique RSS feed to use with your favorite podcast player. Oh, yeah. Head on okay. over to patreon.com slash sure thing and see the full list of episodes that you can listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying people, people on the main feed... I'm aware that there's extra where we do this in much more detail, the mental health, because it's not numbered. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, we've got everything in there. But if we put the – we don't no, on the main feed, we don't have everything in there. And the ones that are not – that are just teasers or are not the full thing, they say – Yeah, yeah, but we don't have all the teasers. So, we've got doodle doodle and no one would be aware of it. You told me not to put the other one up. Yeah, we need to start putting them back up. Oh, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, but we have to. No, but I'm, we saying, have but to. I'm trying to figure out what what's what's wrong. Well, what I'm saying to you is say you're on the main feed, right? Yeah. And then you're like, you would be, because the numbering has now changed, so it's 66, 67, 68, you wouldn't be aware that there's there is actually a, a, another 67, which is doodling on a doodle. That they wouldn't know. But if you're on the main feed so far, you would be aware because you would have a short version. Except for version. the last two apps. You'd yeah. have a short version, a little tease of it, that tells you the rest of it is on Patreon. Except for the last two that we just put up without anyone knowing. The last the last Patreon episode, we didn't put it, We haven't put a tease up. I did schedule it yeah. to go out tomorrow, but then you told me oh, not that's to, good. so I turned it off. Yeah, yeah, let's just do it. Wait, anyway, you, want it, ex- you, you want it up now? No, 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 fuck it, man. It's just actually, I find it crass that we like, hey, because no one really enjoys it anyway, to tell people, hey, there's more of this shit, and, and we just give them 19 minutes where it just cuts out. It's sort of like putting ads on the pod. It's fucking hackery and sellout. 
in a way. So, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, they right, get no, the point, but right? But you're if anyone wants more of it, if any sick fucker wants more of this uh, depraved uh, mood disorder that is depression, there's there's another channel there. But you have two issues now. The, the two issues are you were asking me before, how are the people going to know if that there are Patreon episodes? And now you're saying you don't want people to know that there are Patreon episodes. No, I'm just saying we just mentioned. I just I I I I wanted it to to be clearer in the Patreon that these were exclusive. It was only the Patreon feeds that went in, not the main feed as well. So on the but they what do you mean they know how how do they not know? So that? we'd have a main feed that's just publicly available ones, and yeah. they can get it from that. Yeah, and then there's just a list of only on there is just. Exclusive Patreon ones. At the moment, there's also the main feed in there. Yeah, because I because you want them to be able to just listen to the one thing. And oh, not okay, because okay, you don't want them to okay. have to like go through. I just noticed things. that like Matt and Shane had the two versions, so they would have the Patreon, which is a different title, and and that was just the RSS feed for that. Mm-hmm. And then they have their main feed, which is a secondary feed that they just go off. But we also put. Um, we also put longer versions of the regular episodes. Yeah, and we don't edit. We don't edit out the like the accents. You get to hear some of the cooler words we say. <laughs> oh, oh, check out! But uh, man, look, a lot of teething issues here. There, uh, a lot of chat. Dude, a lot of chat. Seven episodes, man. There's no teething anymore. Yeah, we're just working out some of this tech and spell. Dude, if this was an actual child, it wouldn't be teething anymore. The motherfucking G. I'm putting the G on my head. We can't even get the sign to stick to the wall, dude. <laughs> Life is suffering. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so look, um, a lot of chat. Uh, All right. Do you want to go get lunch? Is that what you want to do? Well, I've just got to. Um, yeah, I've just got to stand somewhere else. All right, but can we do bit. it quickly? Because I woke up at 10 o'clock last night, man, and you delayed by an hour. I'm feeling pretty fucking rich. Well, I was having a fight with my parents. Okay. You know what? Okay, go on. Before you go, before you go, we can do bipolar one and two. To no, no, we won't no, because no, we're no, pushing. No, no, listen, because this is you. So a sympathy, I have a big fucking zero. And annoying, a well, big 10. But I'll also give you a big 10 for funny, Wolfie. So you get a zero and two tens. Oh, well, you know what's so good about bipolar is I've never bothered to look up the symptoms, so I'm not sure what any of it is because nah. I've not tried to address my problems. Why would you look it up? Keep every day a surprise. Like, you, why would you define your disorder and then you're like, oh, this is just my mental health problem. It's so much better to be in Sydney going like, I'm feeling suicidal. I'm not sure why. I'm feeling manic. It's interesting that bipolar is sort of a f- like fluctuation between two, uh, like depressed and manic, yet you continue to do the same fucking shit every time that I talk to you. There's no variation. It's crazy, oh, no, man. No, 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 because I mean, I'm... I'm I'm in like um, Game of Thrones. Winter has come. I'm just in the ma- the depression for a very long time at the moment. Do you think you're peaking for mania? No, no. I'm just saying. I'm in. I'm in the dark. I'm in uh, winter's coming. Jon Snow. I'm in the dark place for a very long time, and I can tell it because like people will reach out to me like comics, like, and they want to connect, and I just like this guy trying to ring to give me gigs, mm. and I'm just blocking and deleting him, mm. and I'm like, oh, I must be in a real depressed. I'm like. Go fuck yourself. He's actually trying to do something nice for me. But man, in like what, I think in June or July, you were you were pretty manic. Was I? Yeah, I remember commenting on it and then you were laughing and saying, Yeah, man, I can feel it coming. 
Do you know what's been helping me um, to stay modulated is just realising that I'm below working class now <laughs> and that I pissed all my kids' money away and I'm like, it's given me a sense of stability and uh, it's really grounded me. That is a very depressed thought, man. That is not a good thought to be having. Where, where I realise I'm basically a street, a night picnic, picnicker, but for my parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Night picnicker. But um, maybe that will take hold. Imagine if we had merch, night picnic. <laughs> I I don't know if we can have any merch with night in there because of the number of uh, racial epithets that you've uh, you've come up with that include the word night. I, th- oh, mate, I think I'm it's l- half a dozen. There's, oh, we've done so many. Um, do you know, it's, uh, I'm loving seeing the comics uh, try to get political with this yes, no vote. Stay out of it. You're too dumb. I don't have an opinion. I'll do whatever I'm told. <laughs> don't you think? But I'm sure as fuck not going on to try push. While the outcome's unknown, I'm not. We're not sure if Australia's racist. Maybe we're back at the wrong horse. <laughs> it might come in with an eighty percent no vote. I'm like, that's going to kill my my Melbourne Comedy Festival show. Keep out of it if you're smart. Don't dare to use your platform to help affect change. They obviously deserve it. Yeah, man. It seems crazy to be rallying against the idea of. Uh, minority representation. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 I'm saying I'm not going to risk it. Who knows? Isaac Butterfield's quite popular. I'm like I I'll follow the money. Who who can you point to who was on uh, on the side of minority representation historically, uh, and it didn't pan out for them? Hist- history does not like, remembers those people fondly every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one, no one's like, oh man. That guy who fucking hated Harvey Milk, what a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, I, I will always keep my opinion to myself until I see who wins, mm, and then I'll yeah. jump on. That's what I do on the AFL Grand Final. I wait until the final whistle, <laughs> and then I hug the victors and go, we did it. We did it. Now let's fuck. <laughs> and I pull out my, my jersey. Did, uh, it was... Uh, I we uh, that is the ultimate to celebrate all wins. New Zealand win the Rugby World Cup, and you go out and do Watangi Day and Ahaka, <laughs> <laughs> and you end up having uh, unprotected sex near a bridge. Going, oh, they did it! Hey, again, umbaka, umbaka, <laughs> and people don't know while you're you're kissing on, kissing on that in your backpack is a Wallabies jumper that you, that you've now you've disposed in a bin. You're the creator of the first reversible rugby jersey. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> You're switching I, I, it out that, in the bathroom. That 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 happened at PwC. The partner he brought Freo Dockers and Eagles, and he uh, he changed depending <laughs> on how they went. He actually had both, and I was like, That's "What? A, at least he's honest, dude." That's like sick, everyone yeah. else is there, and I'm like. Him, him on the way home, seeing clients going <laughs> with his Dockers shirt on and me knowing that the week before or a month before he was in the Eagles thing, <laughs> laughing it up. I'm like, what a, what a legend. Sue said they aren't characters in accounting. What do you mean, Fairweather fan? Everyone loves Fairweather. It's beautiful outside. Seize the day. <laughs> it's one of the best days you're going to get in this shithole, <laughs> the simulation. Leveraging your heart.